I think, by the way, this is Jabir, this is actually a very like common issue uh, with Muslims generally. Like mm-hmm. us, we, we all kind of think like this sometimes, right? Because like this way of thinking is very normal, I think, amongst Muslims. But I also think it's, it's not completely accurate, right? Because mm-hmm. when you look at the grand scheme of uh, the way the, the deen is, although like we know that you'll be tested, we know this and that. It's like, if I was to ask you, do you think Allah wants ease for you or does Allah want hardship for you? So think about this paradigm now, right? Where you're saying, you're like, look, because the paradigm you started with black and white was like, you know, life is hard. You're going to get tested. You're this, you're this, you're this type of thing. Yeah. And then now when you're, when I'm asking you about like, does Allah want ease for your hardship? You're saying Allah wants ease for you. Do you, is, is that your actual paradigm though? Because there's one thing saying it. Oh yeah. Because you're asking me the question. I think Allah wants ease, but there's another thing of that actually being your paradigm that I believe Allah wants ease for me. Do you, do you understand the difference? You're saying my paradigm is that this dunya is about like testing and going through tests and hardship and toiling and all this stuff, right? And then you're saying that there's a, this seems contradictory to the whole design your perfect life stuff because it's like, isn't this world supposed to be about this and this and this, right? And what I'm asking you is that does Allah want ease for your hardship? It seems based on what you said earlier that your paradigm is that it should be hardship because this life is hard and it's a test is this is this correct but what you actually said was that it's based on ease and that's what i'm saying is there a contradiction here between your paradigm and what you're saying you believe to be correct or is there no contradiction there is a contradiction okay so now one thing i would say by the way the reason i ask you this question is because allah says specifically in surah Baqarah, verse 185 he says allah intends for you ease and does not intend for you hardship right and this is when when he's talking about, um, you know, fasting and all these kind of things, right? But fundamentally, like it says Allah specifically, it says Allah wants ease for you. And he doesn't leave it at that. Allah could have just said Allah intends ease for you. And that's it. He could have just left it, right? But the ayah actually says specifically, Allah intends for you ease and does not intend for you hardship. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So second thing, you know, like when we're thinking about like akhirah being so important, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, we should work fully for the akhirah. Okay. Uh, and there are people who do that. Like, you know how like the monks, they're like, they, they shun the world and they just focus on the akhirah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now as Muslims, we actually have the opposite paradigm to that. We don't have that paradigm where we just go for the dunya and shun the akhirah. We're actually balanced. And you'll find that most situations, like the Muslims are very, very balanced. Right. So when we make dua, like one of the most blessed du'as that we would do, even when we're doing tawaf, for example, is Right? So we actually ask Allah for good in this world, right? We ask Allah for the good of the dunya, like the actual dunya. Like, you know, you could you could just say, well, we why, why do we do that? We could have just said the akhirah, we could just ask for good in the akhirah. Why is it that we've got the dunya as part of that? Right. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? So the reason I'm bringing these things up is because I feel that from a cultural perspective and from a uh, like a... Uh, even uh, the way we kind of see religion, the way we see sacrifice, all this stuff, I think a lot of it is to do with our own paradigms of what we believe to be, like you said, the whole black and white thing. And and look, we should have a terrible life so that 
we can have a really great akhirah and all of that, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that I would I would challenge anyone uh, to like produce real evidence where it basically says that look, you know, we should be living really difficult lives and this and that. It, it actually reminds me of this hadith where the Prophet he went to see this person and he was suffering like nothing before, like really bad suffering, right? And the Prophet said to him like they were trying to like ask him what happened this that, and the man actually turned up to say that I asked Allah like punish me in this life rather than punishing me in the akhirah, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and the Prophet was like, like, you should ask for good in this world and the hereafter, right? Because for us, like, we don't, we don't want punishment. We, don't, we want good in this world and we want good in the akhirah as well. We don't want just good in the akhirah, right? We don't want a terrible life. And so what I'm saying is that I would actually challenge you to challenge your own perceptions of what is possible, okay? Because for Allah, everything is possible. So, you know, there's going to be human beings like the hadith, there's a hadith where specifically the Prophet talked about the person who's going to be the person who had the best, easiest life in this world. Have you heard about that? And this is the person who had the best ever life, like everything. Okay. So we know from that hadith that Allah can give someone like the most amazing, best comfort, all that easy life. Correct. Right. So for me, it's like, okay, how do I be that person? who actually gets such an amazing life and such ease and such goodness and all the blessings of Allah. And I get those in the Akhirah as well. Right. And, and that's the standard that I would ask you guys to go to, because that's what I want for you guys as my brothers and sisters as well. I want you guys to receive this kind of stuff. And I believe Allah is kind. I believe Allah will treat, treat us like that. And you know, this is the, this is the crazy thing about Ijabi, right? This is the really, really crazy thing. When I think about my life, and the people around me in my life, not just my life specifically, because my life's different to my cousins, my family, all that. But when I think of all of our lives, I'm like, wow, like the life that Allah's given us, already you can just say like, most of my life has just been ease. Most of my mm -hmm. life has just been comfort and this and this and this. Like even me, like just opening my tap and not having to walk two miles to get water and come, like, isn't that ease? Isn't that goodness? Isn't that blessing? Like just, just that. Right? The fact that I'm talking to you here over the, isn't that ease and blessing? The fact that I've got my air conditioning on and I'm like in a very nice temperature when it's quite hot, hey, isn't that ease and like, isn't that the dunya, right? So it's like, for me, I'm like, you know what? Allah's given me so much already. And then I'm like, Allah's gonna give me so much more because Allah's not gonna get poor. Allah's not gonna get fed up by giving me. Allah's not gonna get fed up by me asking him. Like, why can't I have more? Like, you know, I just spent three days in Istanbul. I want to go traveling again, like in a week's time for 10 days. Why can't I do that? Right? Mm -hmm. Of course I can do that. For Allah, all things are possible. So I would say that you should challenge your own version of what you think is possible. And I think you should aim for that as well. And, and, and this is what one of the things I was saying to you is that in my story, I was saying that when I was in my job, in my corporate job, I was... I was so desperate to get out of it. I was so desperate to get out of it. Like I, I remember even now the feeling of being in sujood, like begging Allah, like, please get me out of this situation. Right. Mm -hmm. And what I wanted was a better job. This, this is the worst sad reality about it. What I actually asked Allah was for a better job, meaning a, a different corporate job with some better money, better work conditions. That's what I was asking Allah for. Okay. And for me, that was like, that was, like, it felt like that level but it was actually this level because what Allah gave me was like, wow, like it was next level crazy compared to what I asked him. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was like, Allah gave me so much when I asked for, for, for this thing, he gave me like so much more above it. And, and this is what I'm saying, like this, this shift in my mindset 
as to what's possible. Because at that time, I've, I did want to work in the da'wah full time. I did want to dedicate my life to doing work for Allah the whole day and whole night and stuff. But there was nothing like that in those days when I was when I was there, right? So for me to even comprehend getting something like that, it didn't really come in my mind. But Allah made it happen and Allah gave it. And, and so like even now, like when I'm thinking, when I'm talking to you guys that, Oh, I just spent three days in Istanbul and, you know, I'm doing this. And like, even this setup is kind of crazy for me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm really, really like, I'm really open to what Allah can do. And I would say that if you guys like open your minds a little bit and start setting some standards, which are a little bit higher. And then of course, work hard for it. Ask Allah to help you. Like, I really believe this stuff can be achieved. Is there Jannah here? No, there's no Jannah. Like I will argue with my wife. I'll tell my kids off. I will get late for stuff. I will get parking tickets. I will like this is this is the nature of the dunya, right? Like there's always like no matter what you benefit in, there's always going to be pain. Like right now, one of the things I want you to do is actually go to the UK because my family, I've got people who are my close family who are getting married, and then we've got this whole red list issue and this and that. I can't go freely to the UK without spending ten days in a hotel. I don't want to do that to my kids and this and that. So it's like it's not perfect. It's not Jannah, right? And these things are actually very good at reminding you that it's not Jannah, right? Because it's never going to be pure enjoyment. There's always things going on. There's always difficulties. This is just a natural thing about life, like you're saying. But one thing I learned from, uh, again, from Sheikh Muhammad Sharif is that I actually want to build my life around connecting with Allah upon gratitude and blessings rather than trials and tribulations, okay? I want to build a relationship with Allah that gets stronger through blessings and gratefulness rather than trials and tribulations. So most people, they will actually get closer to Allah when they have difficult times and this and that. And it's normal for all of us, right? But what I'm trying to do is have this mindset of like being really grateful to Allah for tiny things that no one is grateful for. But I realize, I realize the gratitude in these things. And I, I'm just, I'm just sharing these things with you just so that you can benefit and you can understand. Otherwise, I wouldn't share them with you, right? Like, I'll give an example. Like, yesterday or day before, my, my son, my daughter, and my wife, all three of them are laughing laughing at me, okay? Like, they, one of them must have told a joke, something funny about me, and they're all laughing at me, okay? So I'm sitting there in that moment. I'm laughing with them, yeah? It was, like, funny. It was about me or whatever. I'm laughing. But while I'm sitting there, I'm laughing, and I'm looking at them, and I'm looking at their three faces, right? And I'm seeing them happy and I'm seeing them laugh. And I'm saying, Allah, thank you so much for this moment. Like for me to be with my wife and kids and to see them happy and experience their happiness and for you to give me this moment, like this is so huge. It's amazing to me. And I'm like, if I do this more, what will Allah do? Allah has guaranteed you and me that if you're grateful, Allah will increase you, right? So what does that mean? Like Allah will hold his promise. Like if he says something, he'll do it, right? So if you are grateful to Allah for these great things, these great moments, these great blessings, Allah's going to give you more of them and more of them and more of them, right? And then also you put your reliance upon Allah. You know that this moment of the kids being happy and your wife and you having a good time, this is not from you. This is not because of me or my money or my power or any, it's not me. It's actually Allah who's made this whole moment possible and all of this great and all of this happening, right? So with that in mind, this is what I'm saying that how can you take some of this stuff and go, you know what, for my life, like, this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want to do. And I'm saying, don't worry about the trials. Don't worry about the tribulations and the toil and the dunya. That stuff's going to be there no matter what. That stuff's mm. always going to be there, right? But like, think about things like, where do you actually want to live? What do you actually want to do? What kind of quality of life do you want to have? 
and 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 actually start working towards it and you know then then you know if you've got too much money you can give it to me you know if you're too happy you can give me the happiness <laughs> you know if there's anything you've got too much of you go and give it to other people and and inshallah it will be even better for you as well